right, guys, you know what the vibes are. It's Real Cap Talk, back for another episode. I know it's been about a, a week and a half, but uh, like we said, trying to get these episodes out while doing school and all on Zoom is kind of a kind of a trip, so work with us. But uh, Corey, heard you want to start off with something. LA, man, best city in the world. Best city in the world. What's NBA that? World Series champs, best city in the world. Read that right, LA. It's the best city in the world, bro. You agree? If you say so. If you say so. If I say so. Man, honestly, I don't want to post anything because we've had a past of choking. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't put anything on Snapchat like like taunting like when we were winning games until um really Julio got down to the last stretch. And I put um I think I put Mookie's home run on there. Mookie's Mookie's my boy, man. I, I even liked him when he was with uh, the Red Sox. I, I like Mookie. So I was I was when he came to the Dodgers, I did tweet about that. Um when he, when we first got him. So I was like, Mookie boy. Um then what was next? Then after that it was crazy because I started recording. Cause you know Julio got like I think he three strikes in a row in the game. Um and I recorded like the last two of them. He, he, he struck. Yeah, it was. It was three strikes in a row. Quick little, get him out of here, baby. And I recorded the last one, the last two of them that were so close. Hey, man, what's that? Nobody wanted to talk to me. I was hurt. I, I tried calling people. Nobody wanted to talk to me. It's like nobody like LA fans right now, and we on top. So, Corey's a baseball fan now, if y'all didn't know. Um, never once has he talked about baseball on this podcast. I don't think we've ever even had a conversation about baseball in person. But Corey comes out here, you know. I've talked to Karina about baseball a lot. Talked to Karina about baseball. Even when the punk Astros was cheating and stuff. <laughs> I, I'll say this. The, the Dodgers were due. Um, if they were going to choke again this year, then – that thing we got blown up. And it would have really been bad. tough. Yeah, but. Let me show y'all something. Y'all don't screenshot me, man. Don't screenshot me. I'll show y'all a throwback. I, I don't want this going anywhere. <laughs> Let it stay here. We were at a Dodgers game. You on the far right? Yep. <laughs> Who knows what I was wearing? I can't yep. see. It's me and some friends of my brother. Yeah. I can't hear you. I can't hear you right now. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay, I said you could tell it was Corey with the baby face on the right. We're on top, and I just want to enjoy this moment. Yeah, man, it's a big deal. Lakers, Dodgers, same year. Um, everyone's like, if I'm not mistaken... Lakers, I think Lakers won the championship in 88. I know Detroit won back-to-back, and then after Detroit won back-to-back, Bulls won in 91. Uh, So it may have been. It may have been. Yeah. I think the last time the Dodgers won a championship, the Lakers won a championship in 88. 
I'm not, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, man. That's that with the with the NBA games and the bubble. Everyone signed up to play, so everyone's saying, "Oh, you can take it. It's not not a real championship," like they said with the Lakers. I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm not a Dodgers fan, but you gotta respect that your team signed up. And yeah, I, I will say though, just because huh? it's a play team, I will say this: just because it's LA, um, LA big market team, no matter what the sport is, so they got the they got the money. That's why they have guys like Mookie, Cody Bellinger, all these guys pay a half a That's the only crap I'll give. And same with the Lakers. The Lakers have all the money. That's why they got Braun, AD, all these, all these guys in these fat contracts. So Lakers got Lakers got that got that money from building uh, one of the greatest franchises in, in the NBA. That's not it's it's not just a it's not just a you're in LA type thing. Lakers built this from – Lakers built that from before people said – I mean, I wasn't alive in, during them times in the 60s. Lakers have been the Lakers since the 70s. Huh? Lakers have been the Lakers since the 70s. Yeah, I said I wasn't alive in the 60s and the 70s and stuff like that. But then the franchise is being built up. We don't say that about Boston. You now, Boston's a uh, – that's an interesting question. Like, what is the best sports town in America – um, in terms of like history, you can do current events. Um, right now, LA probably has a throw with two World Series, but I mean, Boston's not a basketball town either. You have the Celtics, the Patriots were a dynasty for 20 years. You know what I mean? And they like hockey and stuff over there. I'm pretty sure their hockey teams are pretty good too, but that's an interesting discussion. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's probably LA, Boston, New York. But people don't say that about Boston. About it being a good sports, sports town? No, about, about, having money people don't be like well, okay. well people say la is a good sports town because la has the money but not about boston he don't say boston is a good sports town because it has the money well people in boston built built from ground up so did the lakers you're oh, oh, oh pause you're saying this lakers team was built from the ground up or the franchise i'm saying the franchise okay see that's the difference right there is the franchises are both built from the ground up, but it doesn't matter because at any point, say the Celtics are really bad, they can't just go buy a superstar. The Lakers can't always go buy a superstar if they want it. They could. That's because of L.A. Boston doesn't have that. When have Boston really been without a superstar? Like, the longest drought with Boston not having a superstar is not that long. And, and the Lakers have had a drought without a superstar. About to go on a tangent here. Yeah, they have. Think about this. So after, after, let's see, in the nineties. Look, this. I know. I know the drought you're finna go to. The same drought that the Celtics had is the same drought the Lakers had. No. Post Kobe. Yeah. Okay. That was like what? Six years after Kobe. Two of those years with Kobe were bad. But what I'm saying is Boston. Think about it. After Larry Bird left, can you can you name someone on the nineties? This ninety Celtics. No, that I mean the the Lakers didn't do anything either after Magic left. They didn't do anything until they got Shaq ten years later. That's what I'm saying though. The Celtics have been without a superstar because after Larry Bird leaves, right? That's what, ninety one, ninety two in the Olympics. Yeah, so they had Antoine Walker and then you draft Paul Pierce in like the like late nineties. But Paul Pierce wasn't Paul Pierce until like 2006 and then he got KG won the ring and then they were those beast of teams for those four years 
that you hate on. But those those teams were cool as hell growing up. Whatever. Hate on who? You hate the OA Celtics. No, nah, no, nah, I, I don't. I'm I'm a big fan of. I, I used to love Rondo. I love KG. I don't like Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce get who? Put respect on his name. I think he's a terrible analyst. It's, it's yeah, and that's why that's why I don't like him because he's a terrible analyst. He's but terrible. He's a Uber. He got, he got buckets, and that's just he's cool. terrible. I didn't dislike him when he was in the league, but now like seeing who he is on camera is terrible. To be fair though, if we're gonna talk about on camera. With us both being sports journalists and uh, trying to be like that, a lot of these people on TV, they're, you know, what I mean, they're just saying crazy things to get to give views, give views. on Twitter. So like, and I know you're a big, uh, you call him your your unk, uh, Shannon Sharp. That's your guy. He's real. I respect him. He's always been that type of way, even when he was a player. So I, I understand that. But I like, but Steph, I like Shannon. I like Steven just because they're. You don't really get clickbait stuff out of him. With Stephen A? Yeah. Stephen don't really have a lot of clickbait stuff. Stephen will say some crazy stuff, but Stephen don't have no, like, like out-of-range, far-stretched things. Stephen A is good at what he does, and I think he's a character. I don't think – Yeah, he is. He is. And that's how Stephen A makes his money because he's a character. Yeah, which, hey, more power to him. That's something I could never do, though. I couldn't be like – Stephen A built – How about them Cowboys? Like, I couldn't do that, so <laughs> – God. Hey, Stephen A. Bill from the ground up, bro. Fair enough. Yeah, no, he 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 was a sports journalist. He covered like New York area basketball and all that stuff. But yeah, sports sports media is kind of weird nowadays. But anyways, so you got your little little Dodgers and Lakers talk out of there. Now we can get to a uh, current day events with the NFL and college football pretty being much the only sports going on right now. Um, I told y'all. I told y'all last year, and I told y'all going into this year, I said. What'd you say? I said, Steelers had the best defense last year. They just had a third-string quarterback, and that's why they went 8-8. Eight and eight. They didn't even have a losing record last year. And people were saying they were bad. They didn't even have a losing record. And then they get their Hall of Fame quarterback back, and look at it now. Undefeated. You know, all these power rankings coming out saying the Steelers are the number one team in the league. And I'm just here to tell you, the job's not finished, and I told you so. And number three, if you peeped on Twitter, after the Steelers won, exactly what he's showing right now, Corey went on Twitter and tweeted, hashtag Steelers Nation, let's go, Louie. So welcome to the bandwagon. It just proves my point that Corey likes all these bandwagon teams. But Man, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Hey, if I were a Vikings fan too, I'd join the Steelers. Taking for Trav right now. I'm <laughs> Anyways, I will stop disrespecting. I will stop disrespecting the Steelers. I'll stop disrespecting them. I give them their respect. They have been uh, – they've been really stepping up to the plate. Everybody on that team have just been – they just played without any, you know – they play with no expectations. They play free, so they play hard. They play – they still play with a chip on their shoulders. So, man, the Steelers have been impressive uh, as of late. Yeah, man, halfway through the year, undefeated, looking like the biggest A little luck on y'all side, but. Hey, I'll say this. People people are down in the Steelers because, like, oh, y'all haven't played anybody. But this is my defense to that. As a, as a guy who watches and listens to everything Steelers more than probably anybody you probably know, um, 
week one, it wasn't our fault that Saquon decided to rush for six yards against the best defense in the league. Not our fault. Week two, it wasn't our fault that Drew Locke decided to go get hurt against the best defense in the league. Wasn't our fault. So all these these bad teams that you're saying we're playing, doesn't that mean that we're doing our job with a good team taking care of business, right? Exactly. And then yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland's five and two. And we spanked them, and they they came into that game talking. Kareem Hunt was talking like this, saying that the oh, this is for miles. Oh, we're gonna go win the North. Nah, get, get out of here. You're not. They're the third best team, barely the third best team. Like the Bengals are. Bengals gonna be good next year. Yeah, Burrow. They're young. They're coming up. So Baker, I don't feel know. bad. I'm no longer. Uh, I no longer care about the Browns. Because <laughs> Odell. <laughs> yeah, you Last said episode. You jinxed them, bro. You said Odell is a top three wide receiver in the next game. I said this last episode. I'm only rooting for the Browns because Odell. Now that Odell's out for the season. Nah. Um, but for real, though, like, and then they went and they played uh, – who did they play before Tennessee? Cleveland, yeah. Texans, right? Yeah, they played Houston. And no one knew that Houston was going to be that bad of a team going into the year. Like, we knew, like, oh, that was a stupid trade, trade DeAndre Hopkins away for David Johnson. But I didn't, I couldn't figure out that they were going to be 1-5, and 1-6, whatever it was. Or maybe they had two. So, I do like Deshaun Watson. I do. I'm a big fan of Deshaun Watson. And so, like, you know, I have no hate for um, for Houston or the Texans. But I'm kind of glad at their downfall of, of their success because I think this will be good for wide receivers. Because a lot of people um, right now, I think it's this stigma that, Receivers are not that important, right? Like people always say, like receivers don't win you games. Receivers don't, you know, change outcomes of of championship teams. And so this is definitely showing how important them guys are at at the receiver position. Like I feel like the receivers get the most disrespect out of skill positions. Over running backs? Yeah, I think I think I think people value a good running back more. I mean, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I probably do too. But now it's showing that receivers are just as important. Yeah, receivers definitely. I mean, Pittsburgh. I'm a, as a Steelers fan, I'm a spoiled. So Steelers have had good receivers since I've always been alive. But yeah, man, that, that's how you move the chains. Um, you don't have good receivers. You better have a good running back and a good offensive line. So, but like I said, Pittsburgh, 6-0, and going into Baltimore this Sunday. Let me ask you this. As a Steelers fan, I don't think we are the best team in the league right now. I don't. Now, do I think at the end of the year we have a shot to be? Yeah, we're there. We're definitely a contender. But I still got Kansas City number one. And you, you, I know people don't really like Seattle, but as long as they got Russell Wilson, that's a tough out. That's a tough out, no matter how bad that defense might be. And I think they're a little bit ahead of Pittsburgh right now. And pardon me in saying this, just because I don't want to hype up Pittsburgh too much right now. So. Even with the loss to the Cardinals? Yeah, because um, I, I, I think Russell Wilson um, – it's going to be ready to play come playoff time. Um, no matter how much – they could go on a three-game losing streak right now, and I'm still going to have no worries about Seattle because Russell Wilson is that dude. Um, they're in a tough division, 
they have the 49ers are coming back hot. Jimmy G looking good again. The Rams look good again. And then Arizona with Cliff is five and two. So they don't have much room to slip up. But I, I, I don't know. It's I think it's for me right now, it's a coin toss between Pittsburgh and Seattle for number two. Baltimore, I don't really know. I haven't really watched a whole lot of Baltimore this year. But just being like a Steelers fan and like always like keeping an eye on them. It seems like they're the same team they were last year. You know what I mean? Their defense got a little bit better. They got Yannick and Gakwe. But from my freaking Ravens. But hey, I mean, this the, the Ravens have always had great defensive players. Last year they had Earl Thomas. So you mean like it's not a huge change. But this is a I think this the winner of this game is gonna be who Kansas City plays. Steelers Ravens. Yeah, the winner of this Steelers Ravens game is gonna play Kansas City in the Asian Championship game. Yeah, do, but I don't think Tennessee can beat Baltimore or uh, Pittsburgh, even with Tennessee beating them last year. I don't, I don't think. Um, so that's pretty much my top four, just in a different order. My only thing, so I think, I think everyone's riding this high horse on the Chiefs right now, um, deservingly so, because they've still been pretty much consistent. Had a little hiccup versus the Raiders. Other than that, um, you know. They still pretty pretty much probably the most talented team and and using their talent as so coaching doesn't have a problem there so I think they are the most complete team. Then you go on to um, for me Steelers are number two. I think I think the Steelers are the most all around team in the league. Then their defense is probably top three, um, and then their offense is probably top five. Um, they don't turn the ball over. Big Ben's doing a uh, – I think Big Ben throughout his career, it's been a – I ain't even going to say a big problem, but a problem is he turned the ball over. And this year he's not turned the ball over. Um, their offense looks – it's just like a well-oiled machine. It's just moving. They don't do too many other things. that You, you pretty much know what the Steelers are going to do, but they're, they're going to execute well, and, and that's what – championship teams do so I got Steelers number two um I'm going to take the Ravens in front of the Seahawks and I'm gonna talk about the Seahawks first I think out of the four the Seahawks are the most shaky team and this is because they should have more than I only have two losses right now they should they should have lost to the Vikings also and I think Although we did lose that game, I think the Vikings showed the blueprint and and how you how you beat them. And and we only lose because of the coaching hiccup. It just doesn't make sense what Mike Zimmer did. Um, if you didn't watch the game, we lost by two, I believe. Uh, Russell Wilson drove down the field, so we had the ball. We're we're up five. We're like on a in 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 ten yards, right? It's fourth and goal. And, and we can kick a field goal and go up eight. Alvin Cook is hurt, so he's not in the game. We have our second string running back, and he's had a good game up to this point, right? And, and I, I completely agree. I believe that if Dalvin Cook plays the entire game, if he doesn't get hurt, we, we go out and win that game because our second string running back had like 75 yards in the second half alone. So, I mean, if you replace that with Dalvin Cook. Also, if we go forward on fourth down with Dalvin Cook, he gets that fourth down because – Anthony just missed a huge hole. Um, so we go for on fourth down, and you give Russell Wilson the ball with over a minute left, and all he has to do is score a touchdown. That's, it's too easy. Um, 
And so they they go and win that game. You can't make that mistake against um, the Seahawks. I will say that. Um, but I but I'm taking the Ravens over them because I I do think the defense is much better um, than the Seahawks at least. And their offense is obviously I take Russell Wilson over Lamar right now because Russell's balling. But I don't know. I I think well I do know. I'm still taking the Ravens. Um, before the Seahawks, just because they're just a harder team. If you can't stop the run, then you'll lose, period. And, and that's, that's, you know, you can't give up. You can't – any one small thing playing against the Ravens is it, going to be magnified. And that's why I love watching them. You, you One player doesn't fill a hole, and they're out the gate. So I'm, I'm taking uh, Ravens and Seahawks still here. Uh, before I get my list, who's your sleeper team, though, that isn't in a top four that you could easily see being there on championship weekend? Um, my sleeper team is probably the Cardinals. Probably the Cardinals. I think if their defense can continue playing like how they played Seattle, um, ooh, they'll be tough. They didn't. I don't think they really showed that throughout the season. Um, but there was a few possessions against Seattle where that defense was – just going going crazy. So probably the Cardinals. Yeah, they got a deep secondary. They lost Chandler Jones, probably one of the best, if not the best, pass rusher in the league. He don't get talked about a lot. He led the league in sacks last year. Um, yeah, maybe second. But um, they got Pat Pete, who's still doing it. You got Byron Murphy, young kid from Washington. They have uh, Buda Baker and Buda Baker. Yeah, like those guys are, are studs. So. Yeah. That defense is hard to pass on. But my top four, right now I have Kansas City. Um, they got the crown just because they're the champs. They still got Mahomes. And at the end of the day, I haven't seen anyone stop them yet. So until that happens, they, they got number one. Um, number two, I'll take Pittsburgh. I think that defense is nasty. Even losing Devin Bush in the middle who is their middle linebacker, 10th overall pick last year in the draft, popped his ACL two weeks ago. Even with him out, that defense is so deep, so deep. Like, going into the year, they had 10 out of the 11 starters were first-round picks. So, their defense is nasty. You know, they got T.J. Watt, probably going to be defensive player of the year this year. And then you have – should have been it last year. I always say that. And then you have Bud Dupree on the other side. Joe Hayden is – it was a Pro Bowl last year. People don't even talk about that. Joe Hayden's back. He's back to being what he was back in the day when we were growing up. And those those guys are Minka, obviously. So, Cam Hayward, D-line's nasty. I got them at two. Ben looks nice. Those, those receivers are so deep. That offense, it could be anybody any week. They have James Washington, Juju, Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron, James Conner, like, all those guys are yeah. really good. would be starters for any other team in the league. So the, and then Ben. Ben looks good. I don't think Ben has had his, his game yet, though. I think he's playing within the offense. I think Ben, and it might be against Baltimore, just because people play different against Baltimore in that game. Ben's going to have a game where he throws, like, five touchdowns and, like, 300 yards, and people are going to be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Ben Roethlisberger is that good. Ben Roethlisberger is the first ballot Hall of Famer, two-time Super Bowl champ. And so he should win, come back player of the year this year, the way the season's going now. Um, but at three – this is where it gets interesting for me because at three, I'm going to have Seattle. And at four is where I'm going to turn a lot of heads because I think this team right now may not be the fourth team. They are definitely going to be the fourth team over Baltimore. I got Tampa 
Tampa now with Antonio Brown. They're, they cut their stride. They, they whacked Green Bay two weeks ago. And I don't even know who they played last week, but I know they won. Now you um, add A.B., who – A.B. for what he is. I, I don't like Antonio Brown. He's my guy, obviously. But for the clown that he is, if there's one thing you know about Antonio Brown is he's in football shape all the time. Hard worker. So – He's going to be nasty. That offense is deep. Mike Evans, Godwin, Gronk, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette, Tom Brady, and Ronald Jones. That's nasty. And that defense. Is it too deep? No. Too I, don't, deep? I think Antonio Brown with Arians. Arians used to be in Pittsburgh, the coach there. He used to be the OC for Ben. And he was there whenever we drafted uh, Antonio Brown. He was there for two years with AB. And AB didn't play. A.B. didn't play then because A.B. was a six-round pick. But A.B. knows. He has to know coming into the situation. He's on a short, short leash. If he misses this up, it's over. Like, there is there's no contracts coming up after this if he misses this up. Now, if Antonio Brown comes out and plays like Antonio Brown and doesn't talk in the media, doesn't have these IG Live things going on where every week it's something new with him, if he's balling, dude, he's going to get another fat contract after the end of this year no matter what. I don't think another fat contract. I don't think Antonio Brown's going to get another fat contract. This reminds me a lot, and it's crazy because it's Tom Brady, and this was 13 years ago, but Randy Moss had a bad reputation whenever he went into Tampa Bay. Randy Moss is still in his prime. I think Antonio Brown is too, even with him being 31 years old. I mean, okay. Antonio Brown is the best football player I've ever seen, and I saw him live. He is. He is. All right, bro. He is. And I don't know right, if he's the same AB. I don't know if he's the same AB. But that's the most talented football player I've ever seen. And I hate this. He's the most talented football player ever? No, that I've ever seen. I'm not saying ever. Seen live. No, that like watched on TV, but I've also seen him live. Who? Who, who else? Argue it. Come on. Argue it. Who's more? Oh, Odell's more talented than uh, AB. Talented, he's more talented than AB. His injuries have, have stopped that. But we're talking about talent. Odell's more talented than AB. He's more athletic. He's faster. He's stronger. He jumps higher. He he cuts faster. He jukes faster. Like, what are you what are you saying right now? Okay, no, I don't. I really don't understand the hype with Odell. Numbers don't lie, and Antonio Brown for like eight straight years had. I think AB's gonna come in here. The greatest eight years a receiver's ever had. That's that's that's. If not, if not, it's right there. And look, look, look. Julio's gonna pass that. It wasn't eight. He had seven good years. Julio's gonna pass that. Look, look, look. Three years ago, three years ago, people talked about AB having the best six years a receiver's ever had. And that that same three years ago. Julio, wait, Julio Jones has had the best five years a receiver's ever had. Only reason that it wasn't six because Julio got hurt, was out that whole year, like his second year in the league, right? Then the year after that, Julio had the best six years a receiver's ever had. This is, this is going to be his seventh, going on his seventh year. Julio will surpass all of AB's numbers. It's not Julio's fault AB got doing all the extra stuff. All I'm going to say is do not be surprised when Antonio Brown gets to Tampa Bay. And that office looks mean. Tom Brady's gonna so throw he's gonna throw him. And I'm either gonna Brown isn't gonna throw fits on Tom Brady. If Tom Brady knows one thing, it's 
no shenanigans here. Like, Tom Brady is 43, 42. He's here to win a Super Bowl. And if Antonio Brown does anything, compares about targets or anything like that, he's going to be like, all right, get out of here. But I don't think that's going to happen because I think they're friends. Hey, he's not going to get his targets like that. He's not going to get his targets like that. You think you, he's better than Mike Evans? Deep the offense is, he's not going to get his targets like that. You think he's better than Mike Evans? Huh? You think he's better than Mike Evans right now? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does. It does. It, okay. Right now, it doesn't matter. Mike Evans has, has got tenure with that team. No one's going to come in and, and take his spot. No one's going to come in and, and take his spot. That that does matter. Mike Evans got tenure on that team. Sleep. It, no one's going to come in and take his spot, bro. It doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter who comes to that team. No one's taking Mike Evans' number one receiver spot. I, I, I guarantee that. And, and so this is my comment about that. Go ahead. This is the teaser video right here we're going to put on Twitter. Is Antonio Brown going to get more targets than Mike Evans for the rest of and, and, and this is the thing for me. One, Antonio, I, I don't think this is going to change Tampa Bay um, that much. I don't. And I, I haven't been riding Tampa Bay's horse. Uh, people have. Um, so I'm not riding that Tampa Bay horse like that. So I don't think this is going to change much of what's going on. They're catching their stride. That defense looks nasty, and Tom Brady looks good. Tom Brady threw for, like, 350 yards just last week and, like, three touchdowns. So yeah, he did. You're not watched. And I'm, I'm, still not, I'm still not on that. I'm still not on this horse. I, 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 I don't think they won a Super Bowl, but championship weekend? Yeah, I can see them playing Seattle. I don't think they make it to the NFC championship. I do not. I don't. I think they're better than Green Bay. And right now, it's probably Seattle Green Bay, right? If it's not Tampa. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, I, so, two things I want to say about your list. One, um, people don't like to talk about this. And this is one thing about Ben. Right now, as far as all time, only other quarterback that I'm taking over Ben as far as all time is Tom Brady right now. I'm taking I'm taking Big Ben over Drew, and I'm taking him over Aaron Rodgers. Now, if you ask me who's more talented, then I'll say Aaron Rodgers. Um, but as far as their career, because there's a lot more people more talented than Tom Brady, but Tom Brady's the top two quarterback all time, right? No matter what you argue, he's not further than two, right? I'm, I'm putting Tom Brady over, huh? You said Tom Brady's one and then Ben is two. As far as playing right now, playing right now. Quarterbacks playing right now. Only up, look, because when you when you when we talk about all-time quarterbacks that's still playing in the league right now, you're gonna talk about Tom Brady, Drew Brees, um, Aaron Rodgers, maybe Phillip Rivers, because he has the numbers, and who else? That's about it. When we're talking about first ballot Hall of Famers, who else? Uh, he's still got a lot to go. If he if he retires right now, some happens to him. Ben has had a better career right now, right? I think Ben has had a better career than every quarterback playing right now but Tom Brady. Agreed. Agreed. But the way you made it sound, made it sound like you said, of all the quarterbacks I've seen all time, the only person I'm taking over behind other than Tom Brady is Ben Roethlisberger. And I was like, I said playing. Playing right now. That makes more sense. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I think Drew Brees is great. But I think Drew Brees is wildly overrated. And Ben doesn't get talked about a lot because Ben, you know, all that stuff that happened earlier in his career, people just kind of don't really like Ben for that. And that's why I don't like to talk about it. And I think that's why the Steelers don't get a lot of the respect they deserve 
is because of that. that people don't that's, that's Ben's fault. That's his hookup. That's his downfall. Yeah, that's, that's on Ben. And I'm not defending Ben on that at all. But what I'm saying is, all I'm going to say, I'll close out this serious talk because I don't want to drown the listeners with this. But this weekend, you're going to see, just like when I told you all last year in the playoffs when Baltimore played Tennessee, I like Lamar. I got nothing against Lamar. I think Lamar deserved that MVP last year. But in big games, I don't want Lamar Jackson as my quarterback. I don't. And this is a big game. The winner of this game takes first place of the division and probably will be the biggest challenger to Kansas City for the rest of the year. So I'm taking Ben over Lamar on Sunday. That's, that's what it comes down to because I think Baltimore's defense is good. I don't think it's as good as Pittsburgh's, but it's pretty damn good. And – a running offense against the Steelers' best run defense. Those cancel each other out, and it has, then it becomes Ben versus Lamar's going to have to make some throws. And I don't think you will be able to. Mika, I I'm, probably, I'm probably taking a lot of quarterbacks throwing the ball over Lamar. That may sound bad, but it's just true. It's, I mean, he's done it every now and then, but he has not sat in the pocket enough and shown me that I can – and win a game strictly just throwing the ball. He he just hasn't been able to do that. And uh, until then, uh, it's a I could probably take maybe around ten quarterbacks over him throwing the ball. I agree. So, but we'll we'll see. This um this Sunday is gonna be big. It's a big big weekend. So yeah, it is. It is. I think you're gonna learn a lot about the NFL because it's halfway through after this week. And you're going to know who's the real pretenders and who's the real contenders here coming up. Yeah. So. Um, get to this NBA prediction. So, uh, NBA season just ended, but they are pop- most likely going to do a kind of a quick turnaround. I think the season is going to be delayed a little bit, but um, it might be a few games cut more than it's super delayed. I'm not sure how. They haven't really announced exactly how they're going to do that, but. Yeah, I think I read something where it's like it starts the 23rd, like two days before Christmas, and then it's going to be like 10 games less than 82, like so 72 games. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I want to know is the Lakers obviously just won the championship. Obviously, free agency is always wild in the NBA, so this is a super early prediction. But who do you got as your final four in like – I'm talking like conference championships, conference finals – the NBA. Um, yeah. My final four. Um, Lakers. I don't know what this Clippers team is going to be like. I don't know if they're going to break up. Um, so, I'm not sure. Um, sleeper pick is going to be Dallas. Um, I think Dallas will be up there. Three is the Warriors will get back to where they belong. They'll be a top team um, if they can stay healthy, but pretty much Every important person in that team has had a year off. So um, they'll be back. And then fourth is going to be tough. If if the Bucks actually get Chris Paul, woof, they'll be tough. So that's, that's probably my four. All right. I'll tell you mine. So number one still got to be the Lakers. I don't think – this is LeBron James' most dominant team. I don't – even with them winning last year, I still think that those Heat teams and those Cavalier teams the second time he's back were better than these Lakers teams. But they're still the best team right now, I think. 
Um, well, with that being said, I think they're beatable. And I think my – dude, this is going to sound crazy, but some free agent or some trade is going to go down and Phoenix is going to get somebody to make that team legit. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Lakers. I'm not saying that at all. But fringe 8C, those days are going to be over. Like, they're going to be a team coming up. This team – I don't know if you remember this. I bet you do. But, like, back in, like, 2012, 2013, this was, like, the end of the Spurs heat kind of years. And this was when Steph Curry and Klay Thompson were really starting to, like, do stuff. This is what reminds me – this is what Phoenix reminds me of. With D-Book, and I don't know who is Klay Thompson is yet, but D-Book is nasty. Bradley Bill. Who's that? Bradley Bill. It's been some trade rumors about Bradley Bill. Exactly. If they get Brad Bill, D-Book, DeAndre Ayton, Kelly Oubre, like, that's a tough squad. It's a tough, tough, tough squad. And they got a coach that they believe in, too. So I want to say uh, one thing before you give your four. Um, I didn't leave out the Nets on accident. I did that on purpose. I did not think the Nets would make it to the Eastside Conference of finals next year. So, Do you think there's going to be, like, an in-house drama type thing, or is that going to be just – I think they're just going to mesh as well. I don't, I don't think they're going to mesh as, as well as everybody think. Um, you know, you got two top ten players. I don't think they're gonna mesh as well. And and I think the Clippers have just showed that just because you have two top ten players, it doesn't equal even a conference finals. Your team has to have some type of chemistry or some type of you know thing going for them to just make it to a Eastern uh, a Eastern or Western conference finals. I think it'll be interesting to see how well Steve Nash and Amari Sonmeyer do coaching them up. Um, that's a weird group of personalities because – and I know Kevin Durant and Steve Nash are really good friends, but Kyrie, I love Kyrie. I think he's one of the most talented like basketball players, pure talent-wise, in the league. But he's off the wall. Like, he says some weird stuff, and he's got, he's got mood swings. Yeah, he said, oh, I'm human. Everyone's got mood swings. But – a lot of people like keep that a buck and like don't really bring it to the press. Kyrie doesn't. He just says everything that's on his mind. So does Kevin Rant. Steve Nash doesn't do that. And Amari kind of did. And Amari, I swear Amari was playing like China like two years ago. So that's weird. I don't I think they have a shot. I would not shock me at all if it did work out and they were great. It would not blow my mind. I wouldn't sit here and be like, oh my God, Brooklyn, what the hell? Like, cause Kevin Rant went healthy is Kevin Rant. So and Kyrie went healthy as Kyrie. So, and they both got something to prove. They both went to a place that's unknown, and they both want to want to kind of take people off the the stink of what they think. Um, I I would say that my four though is probably going to be L.A. Then I'll hit you with Golden State because they're they're the champs. They got the experience, and then in the East. I think Joel Embiid is going to go to Miami. That's my hot take for this this season. I think Joel Embiid is going to Miami, and that's going to be back in the championship if he does. No, no doubt, no doubt. And then my fourth team uh, in the East. I'm interested to see what Boston does. They're going to only be better because it was Tatum, Brown, and um, as kind of the young guys, but Tatum and Brown are a year older, so that'll be interesting. But I think Philly is going to be really interesting. So if Embiid stays, I think Philly would be really interesting because they just got Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers. And I know Doc Rivers kind of didn't work out with L.A., but I, I blame that a lot more on Kawhi and PG than I do on Doc because 
I think Kawhi's kind of just an ass. I'm not being real, but um, that'll be interesting. But Miami, and then I think I don't know Boston, Miami, and Philly. Those are the ones that are the three, and Brooklyn. That I'm like, yeah, all right, maybe they're in the Eastern Conference. It's gonna be a toss up. Yeah, there's no like runaway. But uh, we'll see, we'll see if LeBron can still be LeBron next year, which he hasn't showed any signs of slowing down, but. Bobby time is undefeated, especially in basketball. So it's going to be coming up here soon. Um, the clock's ticking on his athleticism. He still gets up, but it's eventually going to run out. I'm just waiting to see when that day comes. But. That, that's the thing is you can see the inch or two that he doesn't have anymore, but at the same time, he's still probably more, probably the most, probably not the most, maybe like he's still a top five most of the athletic player in the league. Yeah, and I think the real intriguing teams that you're going to have to watch this year are definitely Dallas, because they have Luka, and it's going to be crazy to see where he goes. New Orleans, because you got to watch Zion. You're going to see if Zion is going to be something or if Zion is just all hype. I think Zion's going to be great next year. From everything I've heard, I've listened to, like, J.J. Redick on my podcast and, like, all these guys. And J.J. Redick's been around the league for a long time, and he was like, no, Zion's special. Zion doesn't even know what he could do yet, and that's the scary thing. So – That'll be interesting in Phoenix. I think those three teams are all real young, and those three teams are going to run the league next decade. So we shall see. We shall see. Yeah. Yeah. That's everything. Um, we are going – Mike been talking a lot of stuff about the Steelers, and so we're going to put them on um, the hot seat. Put them on a hot seat. If the Steelers win this game, you guys will hear back from us Sunday. Yep. This Sunday we're going to have an episode – instant reaction type thing um, to see who, who won. Uh, so either I'm going to be really mad or really happy. So if Pittsburgh win this game, everybody will know. Like, if you beat Baltimore, everybody will know. Pittsburgh is legit this year. There's going to be no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So we shall see. Uh, yeah, shall see. Fight two weekends ago, Tiafimo Lopez. That was a hell of a fight. Um, that was a great fight. Yeah, that was a great fight. Coming up, tank fights this week. Saturday? Javante fights. Yeah, he'll probably win, so that'll be interesting. It's a little Santa Cruz. Yeah, Santa Cruz isn't a pushover, but he's too little. I think that's what it is. Um, but, yeah, Tech plays OU. I think they can get the upset. I would not be surprised. So I like Henry. I like Henry. Henry Columbia's nice. I like Henry. He's mobile. And he's, he reminds me a lot of uh, – take this with a huge grain of salt. Reminds me a lot of how the offense looked with Pat Mahomes. He does not have the arm strength or the talent of Pat Mahomes. But he's a mobile quarterback that can make the throws that he needs to. And that is what Pat Mahomes did at Texas Tech. So, yeah, man. Uh, Sunday, you'll hear us back. But uh, I'm Corey. I'm Mike. And this is Corey. And it's been Real Cap Talk. So, no cap. No cap. I need to find a hat, bro. Hold up. You caught me on guard. I got a bean. It's been cold. It's like cold as hell. So. Oh, it's like a no cap. No cap. So, peace.